When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Space News Pod. This is a podcast about space science and tech. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you for supporting the show. You're amazing. Just by being here, you are subscribed, or not subscribed yet, but hopefully you'll subscribe in the future. But just by being here, you are supporting the show. Um, And this episode is actually brought to you by CBDMD. Uh, CBDMD provides amazing, super high quality CBD products for everybody to use. Go to uh, spacenewspod.com slash CBD and use the code CBDMD15 to get 15% off your purchase. Okay, so that's out of the way. Let's talk about some SpaceX stuff. Let's talk about Starship. Now, if you're not familiar, Starship is SpaceX's huge, enormously big, 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 big spaceship that will be sending people to Mars. That's the overall plan for it. They want to send a crewed mission to Mars. They want to send the rocket to a planet where people have never been. And they are building this right now. It's actually in the testing phase right now. SN3 is actually on the launching block right now on the launch pad. And they're going to be doing a hover test at some point this week um, between Today and uh, the 6th is when they're probably going to be doing the hover test. They're going to be doing static fires and stuff in between now and then. But this is the SN3. This is the third test version of Starship. Uh, Earlier versions of Starship kind of blew up. And that's what happens with rockets. You kind of blow up if you don't get the things right. But SpaceX has released a Starship user guide for potential customers in the future. And I got my hands on it. It's on the SpaceX site. You can check it out on spacenewspod.com. And I'll post that up as soon as I get done with this podcast just so everybody has it. Go to spacenewspod.com. Or you can go to spaceindustrynews.com as well. That's another site that I run. So in this user guide, uh, SpaceX has a company description. And the description says uh, SpaceX was founded in 2002 to revolutionize access to space and enable a multi-planetary society. That's 18 years ago. That's not that long ago. Some people out there listening to this are younger than SpaceX, 18 years old. You have to be 18 years old uh, and then you'll be just as old as SpaceX. And the cool thing about SpaceX is that they don't take a lot of time to do things, right? So Falcon 9, of course, took a long time to perfect But the first iterations of it, it's like software development. Uh, Elon Musk's idea is to move fast and break stuff, right? So you go fast, you make iteration upon iteration, things blow up, bad things happen, but you learn from those mistakes. And they've had plenty of mistakes. They've had numerous explosions. They've had lots of Falcon 9s that didn't land or just missed the complete or missed the landing pad completely or engines blew off as they're uh, as they're trying to land Falcon 9. That sort of happened recently. It wasn't a whole engine that blew off, but it was a piece of 
uh, the Falcon 9, and they're still trying to figure out what happened on that one. But they're iterating really fast. And Starship, they're doing the same thing. So they're on SN3 right now, and they're working on that as we speak this week. Um, the Starship program overview in this document says SpaceX's Starship system represents a fully reusable transportation system designed to service Earth orbit needs as well as missions to the Moon and Mars. This two-stage vehicle composed of a super-heavy rocket that's on the bottom, and then the Starship, the spacecraft, which is on top, which usually the Starship uh, component of this would be a fairing. You know, like usually they have uh, a rocket, and then they have something on top, which is a fairing, and then the fairing opens, and then the satellite you know, ejects or, you know, gets put into orbit or um, ejects whatever the thing is that goes to the moon or to Mars, etc. This is a little bit different. Um, this two-stage vehicle um, is powered by subcooled methane and oxygen. Starship is designed to evolve rapidly to meet near-term and future customer needs while maintaining the highest level of, revi- of reliability. Now, the super heavy... This is a ginormous rocket, and the rocket is pretty important to this equation. Reusability is super important to this equation, and with Super Heavy, they want to be able to reuse all these rockets. So you launch a starship wherever you're going to launch it into orbit, to Mars, etc., to the moon, and they want to bring back the Super Heavy. They want to land the Super Heavy. They want to put another starship on the Super Heavy. They want literally the turnaround to be same day within 24 hours they want it to be hours in the future sort of like when you land an aircraft you know you land an airplane you scrub it out you move people off the airplane and then you you know you you fix it up or do whatever you got to do do a little fine tuning and then people get back on it and then they send them back up and you know from new york to la a couple hours and that's what they want to do with starship but they want to do that interplanetary um now, they have numerous payload configurations on Starship. Um, the cool thing about Starship is that it it reminds me of the space shuttle. So the top of the space shuttle opened up, right? And then you had something like the Hubble Space Telescope, whatever it was inside. It was like a cargo area. And then the thing went outside of the space shuttle. And that's similar to what uh, Starship has. But the cool thing is um, Starship has a, uh, it's like a flip flip top lid, so, um, let's see what we can, what we can, uh, compare this to, um, like a, basically a flip top lid on, uh, you know, those, those baby wipe things or like sanitary wipes and you flip open the top. That's kind of similar to what this, uh, Starship has on the top. It's not as fast. Of course, it's a slow, slow opening, but you can put satellites in there. You can do all sorts of different things. Satellite constellations, that's what they want to do with Starlink. An extended payload payload volume is also available for payloads requiring up to 22 meters of height. So they have a huge amount of space in there. Um, Payload mechanical interfaces, they have a payload fairing. They have numerous uh, ways that people can put their satellites in there. So you can jam a bunch of stuff in there, um, responsibly, of course. But you could put a lot of stuff in there. And uh, not just one big thing. So different people, different uh, companies, corporations, NASA, ESA, JAXA, everybody could come together and be like, okay, we're going to just catch a ride on Starship because it's going to where we need to go. We might as well just ride share this thing. It's kind of like grabbing an Uber with some friends and uh, sending all your friends to orbit. 
but they're not people and they're actually mechanical devices and engineering uh, wonders that uh, go up into space as opposed to your buddies. Now they have payload adapters. The Starship payload attach fitting is designed to accommodate standard payload interface systems in single or multi-manifest configuration. SpaceX will either provide an integrated payload adapter and clamp band separation system or will integrate an adapter and separation system provided by the customer. Basically, if you want your thing in there, they can accommodate you, whatever that thing is. As a baseline, Starship is compatible with Heritage Falcon 937mm, 1194mm, 1666mm, and 2624mm clamp band interface requirements. Uh, So that's the nerdy things. There's a bunch of other stuff in this document. And I would suggest going to uh, spaceindustrynews.com and checking it out. Uh, spacenewspod.com is still there, and I'll have it up there as well. But spaceindustrynews.com is uh, where I'll be posting this first. Crew configuration. This is pretty cool. SpaceX was founded with the goal of making life multiplanetary. The space the Starship program is realizing this goal with the crew configuration of Starship. Drawing on experience from the development of Dragon for the commercial crew program, which is going up this year, commercial crew is launching to the International Space Station, um, hopefully mid-May, probably in June, because all this uh, other stuff that's going on in the world. But we're going to see if, you know, when, when that takes off and if that actually works really well, then they're going to use all of the information from uh, the crew program to work on Starship for the future. Uh, the Starship crew configuration can transport up to 100 people from Earth into low Earth orbit and onto the Moon and Mars. The crew configuration of Starship includes private cabins, large common areas, centralized storage, solar storm shelters, and a viewing gallery. What? Are we living in the future? This is the stuff that I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid. Private cabins. You can book your own private room to Mars. You're not just huddled with everybody else in this giant uh, airplane kind of hangar thing, or airplane configuration. You have your own private cabin. Large common area, centralized storage. I don't know what large means in this situation, but I guess it would be pretty big on a starship. Cargo configuration. Starship was designed from the onset to be able to carry more than 100 tons of cargo to Mars and the moon. The cargo version can also be used for rapid point-to-point Earth transport. Various payload bay configurations are available and allow for fully autonomous development of cargo to Earth, lunar, or Martian surfaces, with one example shown in Figure 7. Okay, so Figure 7 is a picture of a starship uh, lowering a, uh, looks like a a lunar rover, uh, to the surface of the moon. Pretty cool. So this is going to be their fully reusable gigantic rocket, and I hope everyone is excited about this, as I am, because it's going to be amazing when they get this thing flying. I'll have more information about Starship as it's being tested for the rest of this week. So go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spacenewspod. Go to spacenewspod.com slash CBD. Uh, help, out the, help out the show. And uh, use the code CBDMD15 to get 15% off all of your CBD needs. Also, if you like the show, please hit the subscribe button. I'm working really hard to get this thing uh, to a, a much, much more sound and safe place in the YouTube or in the uh, podcast realm. So thank you so much for all of your support. Appreciate it. Go to patreon.com slash space news podcast to support the show even more. And on that note, I'm pushing the button to end this podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. Stay safe.